Welcome to Beyond the Call, brought to you by Start Church. We hope you enjoy the upcoming podcast and hope this time is empowering, inspiring, and helpful as you pursue the dream God has put in your heart. The participants of this podcast are not attorneys, and this recording is not to be considered legal advice. Please contact your local attorney's office where needed. Enjoy today's podcast. Well, welcome to Beyond the Call, the podcast in which we talk about the topics that help churches and ministries protect what God has called them to lead. Today, joining us on the podcast is Reverend Courtney Wright from CAP, the Christian Alliance of Pastors. And uh, we're so happy to have you with us. Thanks for joining us. It's great to be here, Nathan. It's great to be here. So I've known you for a while now. I love what you guys are doing. We just talked before the podcast. You've got three churches you've recently partnered with that help plant. That's awesome. Those are great things. Yes, we're excited. We're excited. And the pastors are excited. Of course, you know, they were doing their pre-launch stuff, but there's nothing like uh, on that launch day when you've got, uh, in, you know, a couple hundred, 200 to 300 folks that are, that are sitting there waiting with bated breath to hear from you. And uh, so all the launches were, were fantastic. I think I mentioned to you that we had one in Charlotte, North Carolina, yeah. one in Macon, and then one here in the metro. I, I say it's metro Atlanta, but yeah. to me, when I'm going to Ackworth, Georgia, it feels more like Chattanooga. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's <laughs> funny. Well, that, those, you know, they never forget their first Sunday, that launch Absolutely. Sunday. I'll, I'll never forget our launch Sunday where the pre-time, I kept thinking, please let somebody show up, you know? Right. <laughs> the room is going God, you showed up, you know, and, it, and yes. the way it works. Absolutely. So I'm familiar with CAP, but why don't you tell us a little bit, uh, listeners, about what your role is there and who CAP really is? Okay. Well, I say that I'm the chief pastoral support officer. Really, I'm, on paper, I'm the chief operating officer for, uh, for, for CAP. And uh, Christian Alliance of Pastors is the apostolic arm for Bishop Dale Bronner. Uh, from Word of Faith Family Worship Cathedral in Austell, Georgia. And it's Bishop Bronner's way of reaching out and doing church planting, but, um, but also supporting existing pastors as well. And so that's kind of what we do. We, you know, we will plant um, folks that are part of our tribe as well as folks that are, that are not part of our tribe. Yeah. Um, and and we'll when I say plant them, that means that we support them along the way. We have about an 18-month, uh, depending on where they are in their life cycle as far as church planting, about an 18-month pathway uh, that we launch from. And, uh, and, and then after that, we support them beyond uh, the launch date. Yeah. So uh, in any way that we can. And we also give financial support as well. And I know you got church planters right now driving, driving down the road saying, that's who I need to talk to, you know? Absolutely. They're, church planting's hard. And it's yeah. super hard if you do it alone. I it always is. tell everybody, the moment they talk with us and they say, what do I do now? I said, you've got to find a tribe, find a family, find somebody you can run with both encouragement, wisdom, and support. You know, you have right. that along the way. Um, yeah. What are you guys seeing right now as, as the main need of church planters? You've got people, pastors and planters coming to you. What, is, what are the, some of the trends you're seeing in the, the obstacles or challenges that pastors are facing? Well, well, one of the things that we, we have seen for the last five years or so that we've really been doing this is that uh, church planners need a process. They yeah. need a repeatable process that, that they can follow uh, that gets them to the finish line where they don't miss any, anything big. You know, you can always miss some small things along the way, but as, as you know, when you miss those big things, it can set you back six months or a year, uh, that type of thing. The other big thing, of course, is funding. 
Church planters need money. As Bishop Bronner would say, um, you know, salvation is free, but ministry costs. That's true. That is true. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so what we're seeing is church planters, especially now as kind of a tight, as tight as money is on the commercial side yeah. of, of, of the world, um, that church planters need money. Yeah. Uh, and, and so what we do is we do have a way that we support church planters. If anyone were to ask me what our model is similar to, we'd like to say we're ARC-esque mm -hmm. uh, and that, you know, we give uh, in the first year about $30,000 wow. and, uh, and church planning and support. And, uh, and, and then along the way, we do lots of really fun things like um, we try to introduce them to networks such as like Exponential. You know, yeah. we go to Exponential Conference every year yeah. and we, uh, we have incredible speakers that come in. Yeah. We just had our capacity conference uh, that took place in uh, October, early October of this year, uh, where we had the likes of, of course, we had Dave Ferguson there this year. Yeah, that's uh, we had Bishop T.D. Jakes there this year. Wow. Uh, we had Kerry Newhoff out of Toronto was there. Yeah. Dr. Caroline Leaf. I mean, John yeah. Gray. That, you know, we had, uh, you know, Bishop really uh, does an incredible job of supporting the church yeah. planners that come alongside us. And we bring all of those folks to the table to be able to speak into the into their lives, into the lives of their churches as well. Man, that's fantastic. You mentioned two words here, of course, process and funding. I want to jump into both of those. Process. I always encourage, you know, I hear you saying repeatable processes. So wouldn't you encourage church planners? You don't have to make your own mistakes and you don't have to start with a blank canvas, right? Right. Like, you talk about vision and giving it some structure. What, what does that process look like? Somebody comes to you and says, what does a repeatable process look like? What should I be looking for? Well, one of the things we do is we have a, a two-day workshop that we take them through, which really kind of gives them the fundamentals, and it's called Cap Good Church. Mm -hmm. and, and what Good Church does is it, it kind of gives them the fundamentals of church planting, what they should be looking at, the fact that the, the pastor, the church planter is the leader. Mm -hmm. You know, many times I think uh, those that are going into a pastoral role don't always see themselves as, quote unquote, leaders yeah. per se but you become the leader of that church. And, uh, and so we talk about leadership, we talk about the things that we believe you should have in place. As you know, you guys come to the table, Start Church has been partnering with us now for quite a few years and uh, to make sure that they understand the legal side of church to stay out of problems on that side. Uh, we talk about the importance of you know, building a launch team and how many you should have. And, and, uh, and, and we talk about uh, all the different processes that they should have in place. We talk about fundraising. We talk about what type of structure they might want to consider. Yeah. You know, so there's all of those things that, that, uh, that really aren't, you know, don't sound very spiritual, right? Yeah. But are necessary. We talk, about the, we talk about children's ministry and how important that is to a church launch. Yeah. Uh, we talk about the health of the pastor's marriage and yeah. how important that is. That's great. You know, so we go into a lot of different areas. It is two days of 8.30 in the morning until about 5.30 in the evening. Wow. Uh, and then that's just the introduction. That's kind of church planting 101. Yeah, the baptism in the church planting world. The baptism in the yeah. church planting, when by the time they leave, their heads are spinning. Sure. And, uh, and we, have, we have an online portal that, we, that they have access to once they tell us that they want to, and they complete an application online and tell us that they want to uh, partner with us. And, uh, and then we begin having those conversations. We give them a coach yeah. that uh, 
that uh, helps walk them through the process that we have. Uh, as a matter of fact, one of the things that we just did a little over a month ago is one of the things we're going to start doing, which we just started, is we're going to start using Stadia. Oh, yeah. Uh, as, as part of our church planter assessment process. Mm -hmm. uh, Stadia is known uh, in this industry to be one of the foremost organizations when it comes to assessing ch uh, church planters to yeah. kind of see where they fall, to see if they're really ready yeah. to go start a church. Great. We just had yeah. Dr. Davidson on the podcast with, St with uh, Stadia here. And uh, I love hearing you guys partner together. And that's so yes. awesome. God is taking people, you know, you said Arc S and Cap and Stadia. And yes, very healthy to have a lot of different voices coming together as a family. That's, that's Absolutely. Awesome. And we're always looking for what's our next. Yeah. What's the next thing that God wants to do with Cap to, yeah. so that we can properly support, support church planters as, as well as pastors. Yeah. So let's, let, you mentioned the other thing was fundraising. So obviously that's important to everybody, right? Yes. What are some of the uh, keys you're seeing work right now for fundraising? I know you, you don't have enough time to delve super into it. What are a couple trends you're seeing people raising the funds they need? Because like you said, it's expensive. Gospel yeah. free, church funding is very expensive. Yes, How it are is. you seeing people raise those funds? You know, I would say it's so interesting because many times when church planners come to us, they don't think about other churches as being places they can go to yep. raise funds. Yeah. And that, and that really, a ch one of the things that we teach um, at CAB is that a church plant is no different than a missionary. You're going out into brand yeah. new, hopefully brand new territory. That's right. Where a church doesn't exist. Yeah. And so we, we encourage them, one of the first places they should go to are to other pastors yeah. who would consider them being a missionary and make them part of their missions budget. Yeah, that's great. I know when I planted, I, I, when I planted, I met with several pastors more than anything to learn from them. And mm -hmm. more than one of them said, by the way, we want to invest into your ministry. Absolutely. And that was a, a surprise. And we're friends uh -huh. to this day, you know, friends to this day. Absolutely. Supported us. Yeah, but that's, that's a real overlooked, I think, an yeah. overlooked area for those that are considering planting. Yeah. Uh, you know, we always go kind of to the low-hanging fruit, which is, uh, you know, relatives and friends. Yeah, sure. And that's, and I'm not saying that's a bad place to go because you've got to eventually get there as well. Sure. But certainly I think you should start with, uh, start with uh, churches, even in the area where you're going. Yeah. Because what we know is that when a church is, a new church comes to town, if it's a good missional church that has outreach from that church and what have you, that yeah. things, things happen in that community like crime goes down yeah. and, and dropout rates in high schools go down and all of that happens if you've got a good missional church in the community. Yeah, that's great. That's fantastic. And I think a lot of, you're, you're hitting the nail on the head, a lot of planners don't think about connecting with the other churches that are already there. But right. hey, there's a legacy. You know, somebody's right. been cutting ground that you're going to reap some of that fruit. That's right. Just right to honor it. And B, we're better together than we are apart, you know, and Absolutely. you can learn a lot. Here's what works in this area. Mm -hmm. uh, and I have found, you know, we planted a church in Florida. Some of those, my best friends are other planters in that season. We all live in different mm -hmm. states now, and they're still some of my best friends. I think yeah. those are the relationships you need, you know, people. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. You, there. Yeah, so absolutely. you need that. You need that. Um, let me ask you this question. So, one of the things, a lot of people listening to this podcast are thinking they're called to plant a church. How do you guys work through discernment, helping them discern if they have a planter's call or they should be on staff with somebody? Mm -hmm. Well, that, you know, that's, that's part of the stadia process as well, is if, you know, they come to us and 
we, we want to walk alongside them for a moment, but I would tell you this, the first thing we do is the APEST assessment by Dr. Alan Hirsch. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's a great assessment to kind of locate them. We do all we do all kinds of assessments. Though we do we do um, uh, we do of course spiritual gifts assessment. Uh, we do a disc assessment. We do um, strengths finders. Right. Uh, so we're doing all of those assessments as well, and and just kind of hearing the planter's story and 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 beginning to engage with them and kind of you know hear where they're coming from, where they want to go. Kind of thing because that's kind of where we start and eventually uh if they if we feel like okay this could be a match then we walk with them a little bit and then we're going to try to uh, get them eventually get them to stadia probably within that first uh six to nine months of uh of, of of discovery really because it can sometimes from the first time a planter comes to us um for them, it's a discovery process, learning about us yeah. and how we operate. And for us, it's a discovery process and learning kind of who they are right. and, and where God is calling them to really go and who he's calling them to be. That's great. You know, just as a planter, I planted two churches. My first one was planted with, here's some money, I wouldn't quit. That was it. You know, it was like, right. go cut some ground for Jesus. Right. Really difficult. Our next church plant... We had a strategy, like you're talking about. We had a group with us. We did mm -hmm. assessments. We had yes. completely different experience. Totally different. Different on our own soul. You know, there's just the weight and heaviness where right. we were, you know, as a marriage and as a as a ministry ourselves. So I'm just, if you're listening to this podcast today and you're thinking about planting, you should check out CAP. These are the type of organizations that are going to not only protect your ministry, but your marriage and your money and the condition of your heart. So Absolutely. I get I get really excited when I see this is like a college course on church planting. You know, yeah. so, yes. Um, talk with us about this. Let's let's go into church planting is hard. Um, what are you seeing? Some of the original or first obstacles. So let's talk about that first year. People getting planted. How are you preparing them for some of those obstacles they'll engage with? Yeah. Well, you know, it, during the process, one of the things we talk about is. Uh, we say the planters don't just plant don't just plan for your launch mm -hmm. because once you launch then there's yeah. then church begins yeah that's right so you have so many planters will only plan up to the launch and then all of a sudden they realize well wait a minute now we've got to have strategy beyond the launch because now we're doing church yeah now we got to do it seven days from now now but, we got to do yeah. it seven days from now and then seven days from then and then seven days from then right yeah and and so many of them uh, fail to plan for what's going to happen beyond the launch. And yeah. so we're always saying to them, you have to plan That's for great. what's beyond the launch. That's great. Because once you get to that launch day and you take a deep breath, now it's time to start planning for next Sunday. Yeah, that's right. What, what are some of those challenges that you guys are seeing them uh, need to sure. And some of the some of it is now you've got the launch team, now you've got other people that hopefully have come to your church. Yeah. And now they're new to the church. So now you've got to start discipling people. Yeah. You've got to have a discipleship process mm -hmm. uh, that you can, that you take people through that's, that's kind of tried and proven. And we do have a process that we recommend that we teach and we teach planters how to, how to walk that out right. with their folks. So the discipleship process of how do you onboard people? Yeah. How do you, how do people understand what the culture of your church is? Yeah, that's awesome. What? How do you cast vision uh, to these folks that are now there to help them understand uh, what this church is all about? 
and everybody has different backgrounds and they come to a new church that's right no church background or they came from their last church right people are all saying different things so right a huge obstacle there hey you go let me paint the sunset this is what right. it looks like here that's and right that's a great skill how about money i know a lot of church planners they spend all their money on their launch yep. and realize you mean we have to do this again that's you know, right <laughs> next right. week yeah next week next uh, week how yeah how do you guys plan for that do you work through a budget uh, how does a what do you guys yes think? they yes they're required to give us a launch budget uh -huh. right and then they're required to give us before this is before they before they get money from us we take them through our own assessment center where we look at their financials we look at their personal finances we look at their the finances uh that they're projecting for their launch that they have told us that you know they have for their launch and then we ask them for three years of projected financials right. to say we anticipate this is what will happen yeah and we anticipate that we will have monies coming in from these areas because when, when they're going out to, uh, to talk to other pastors, we encourage them to ask pastors to support them for three to four years. Wow, that's great. Not just a one-time offering. Yeah. But we say, you know, and show them what it looks like, that the first year we figure that 25% of our revenue is going to come from what we bring in as a church. And then we have to raise the other 75%. Yeah. In yeah. year one, right? Yeah. And then in year two, it might be 50-50, that yeah. the church will bring in 50% revenue and we'll still need funding uh, for the other 50% from outside sources. Right. And then in year three, we are hoping that the church will be at the point where the church is bringing in 75% of what is needed to run the church. And then outside monies, they'll only need 25% of their budget. Yeah. And then what we're, we're shooting for is between uh, year four and five, that they will become fully sustainable and able to run on all cylinders. Okay. And some churches do it before then, and that's great, but we try to be somewhat realistic so yeah. that they can plan how they're going to go out and, rec and, and ask for dollars yeah. to be able to support that side that needs to come from outside funding. Yeah, that's right. Oh, that's great. There's, um, there's a great book out there, Dr. Dillon uh, wrote, it's called People Raising. Uh -huh. that a lot and just it talked to us about how to talk to people about money right it, it's a real business side to this I mean, at the end of the day the gospel is the you know mystery of god saving people right but it's yes. packaged in our world in a lot of business principles right. and um getting pastors to think about things like the giving lag you know they say now it's Correct. like the nine months so when somebody visits you uh -huh. they don't give for six to nine months a lot of planners right. see that first big service and think, oh, we have it made. Right. And they realize, gosh, if you haven't planned mm -hmm. for the giving lag, you get yourself in trouble. The other thing I think that they don't anticipate, and we do teach it at CAP, and that's the fact that, you know, from, from that launch day, if you've got 200 there on your launch day, that that next Sunday, you're probably only going to have about 100. Yep. Because you've got those who came to support, you've got those yep. family members and all of those folks who came well-wishers, yeah. but they either might belong to another church someplace yeah. or they may not have um, decided that, that your church is where they want to land. Yeah. And so I, so I think you can't get but so excited about the launch. We want to get excited. That's a great kickoff day. But then after that, you still have evangelism that has to go on. That's right. You have discipling that has to go on. Yeah. Uh, you have fundraising that has to continue. So all of those things continue even after the launch. Yeah, I, I, 
wish it somebody would have told me again on my first plant. I knew in my second plant that that happens. People feel that right. I'm a really good speaker. It happens to everybody. It's right. Me too. We That's had right. 367 at our launch. I had 136 next week. Uh, there you go. It's like, <laughs> uh, but you know, it was great because I knew it. I right. Felt great. I felt like, right. Hey, we're, right. we're moving forward. I think that's another thing that happens when you're not planting alone is mm -hmm. you learn what's normal. Right. Everybody has this you know, global thermonuclear revival they think is going to break out at their service. Uh -huh. But uh -huh. God can move. Uh, yeah, I've seen the book. Absolutely. Working. But most of the time, there's a process. And if you have somebody who can normalize what you're going through, it takes away a lot of the mystery, gives you great confidence moving forward, and a confidence. <coughs> Excuse me. One of the best friends. Um, let me go back. So you've seen a lot of churches plant, a lot of pastors <laughs> going on. Let's jump in a time machine and go back a little bit. What do you okay. wish pastors knew on the front end now? So think back to a couple of churches that are maybe they've been going five years, 10 years. What do you wish pastors knew going in? That the ones who are listening to this podcast now can learn now. Wow. One of the big things that I see is that, especially if they're married, that they and their spouses have to be on the same page. That's great. That's gold. Um, it yeah. can't be that you're called to pastor and your and your and your spouse is kind of being drug along. Yeah, sure. They have to be a hundred percent in, just like you're a hundred percent in. That's great. And so I, I, you know, that's because what we don't want to do is, is sacrifice our families on the altar of ministry. Right. right? Well, that's good. Um, so, so you have to have a strong marriage to start with. The marriage has to be solid and your spouse has to be all in. That's right. Yeah. What else? Uh, I would say that there, there are those pastors that come to us and they, uh, God has called them to a particular place and they don't live there yet. Mm. And my thing is, the first thing you have to do is get there. Yeah. You've yeah. got to be in this place where you're planning to plant because you've got to engage that community yeah, and, right. and, and begin to build a presence in the community yeah. before you launch your church. Yeah. And you can't do that if you're a couple of hundred to five, 600 miles away or whatever, if you're not in that city. Even smaller. You can, I don't know where we live, like we live right next to 85. There's mm -hmm. a Walmart over here. We go to the Walmart three miles away because there's just a, like these lines where you, there's different little cities, you know? That's and right. You're planting over there. You've got to start shopping over there. You've got to That's start right. There. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. Because they're just different. That's great. Yeah. So uh, those are, those are a couple of, couple of big things and, and can't, and you can't um, underestimate how much time it will take to build your team. Yeah. Your you initial team, size, your launch team. Do you uh, have a recommended size for the launch team? Yeah. Uh, we say 70. Wow. We figured it was good enough for Jesus. It was, it's good enough for our fun. Yeah, <laughs> from Jesus, that probably works. No, that's great. Yeah, we, we highly recommend 70 adults. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that's, that's we, we play with the numbers. We've been anywhere from... Could you do it with 50? Yes. Yeah. But when you start looking at all of the moving parts that you have in a, in a, yeah. a church plant, the more the merrier. Yeah. 
because it takes the burden and it depends a lot too on whether or not you're in a facility that requires setup every Sunday yeah. versus a facility where people can just come and sit down like an auditorium type yeah. versus maybe a gym where you got to set all the chairs up, yeah. set up the AV, you know, you know how that goes. So, um, and that, that will depend on that number between 50 and 70. That's great. And uh, explain for our listeners who don't know what a launch team is, how that's different than a, say, a lead team, for example. What, describe what a launch team is. Well, the launch team, uh, these are willing workers. These are people that have said, I am willing to come with you, pastor, and walk alongside you until you launch this church. Now, one of the things that we say to uh, planters is as they get closer to the launch, uh, we have a form that we that we have make available to them that really is kind of a walkthrough of how long after the launch are you going to be with us? Yeah. And we ask for a commitment. That's great. Of anywhere from say six to 18 months or, yeah. or, or forever. Yeah. It could be forever. Yeah. But we try to get, you know, we say to the planner, try to get 12 months. Yeah. If you can. Yeah. Ask them for 12 months, and then, you know, if they say more, that's fine. If they say, hey, we're in this, we're going to walk alongside you no matter how much time we're, with, we're in, that's great. But at least you know, because, because then you can, you can begin a strategy as other people come in. Uh, you can begin a strategy of looking at how I need to possibly replace these folks yeah. and begin to kind of put people in, in different slots um, based upon that. So. And, you know, you're saying something really great there. You know, you need help. You need help from other Christians when you're planting. Yes. You know, in our first church plant, we end up having more unbelievers than believers, and it uh -huh. was overwhelming. I needed yes. help to disciple. I remember yeah. one after one service, a lady came up. She was mad, and she said, "You said the Book of John. You didn't tell me there were Johns in the back of the Bible. You were <laughs> one of those." You know, like <laughs> it was so new to her scriptures. That's the kind of people we were dealing with, which was wow. wonderful. That's but wonderful, yeah. Or shepherds. I needed people to help multiply my efforts. And so yes. we find with those launch teams, God helps you put together a team that can take you through that first year. Yeah. And help you disciple this new flock. So right. That's you know, those that, you know, those churches that we do plant out of word of faith, you know, we send seasoned leaders with them. That's great. That's the best. Yeah. Yeah. And and so and the who've been through training and what have you. Um, so that's that's great if they're here in Metro Atlanta. You know, outside yeah. Metro Atlanta is a little different, but um, but yeah. So it is helpful to have to have Christians early on who who will commit to yeah. come and stay, even if it's for a season, to help you get started. Absolutely. Um, but but you do want to go after the unchurched and the underchurched. Yeah. You know, that's those true. who don't know Jesus, and then those who who may have been involved with with them before and and have kind of you know gone their own way. Uh, to be able to pull them back in, back in. So some people are waiting for a new start. You know, it just yes. blew up at their last church, or they did exactly. whatever for any number of reasons, and yep. they see your new church plant and they say, "All right, I'm going to give it a shot again." These people don't yep. know me; I don't know them. That's right. Wonderful. You know, God can utilize that to do a lot. Let alone, um, you know, we put up signs everywhere for our church plant, and I asked the guy one day, I said, why do we do that? He said, because God's going to use it. Somebody's going to be at a red light saying, God, I need a sign if you're real. And there's going to be a sign, right. you know, and they're going right. to get saved. And it's just wonderful. Somebody out there, as we're wrapping up here, that's listening to the podcast and thinking, I wonder if I'm a good fit or I'm a good match for CAP. What are some of the characteristics? What are you looking for to see 
you know, you guys might be a good alignment together. Well, we're, we're looking for some folks who, who love Jesus, who love his church, right? Yeah. Let's start there. Um, but that feel that they, that God has a call on their lives. They should have served uh, successfully under a pastor. Mm -hmm. You have to be willing to submit to a, some kind of spiritual authority, right? So we need a track record of having served under someone else. Uh, we need we need a track record of um, of uh, a successful life. And what do I what do I mean by that? Um, that um, that they have been working hard to grow in Jesus. Yeah, yeah, we're not looking for perfect people by any stretch, but we're looking for folks who who uh, understand what God has done in their lives, and that they weren't born perfect, and and that we're all on a journey, right? Yeah. We aren't looking for perfect people. We're looking for people who know that they're on a journey, and that God has done much in, in their lives. Yeah, um, we're you know how much church we'd love to have folks who have some Bible. Um, training, mm -hmm. uh, whether it's an undergraduate degree, uh, certainly an MDiv would be great. They don't have to have that, but we, we need to know that they're mature in Christ and that they know the word of God and, and can expound the word of God yes. and rightly divide it. That's great. So uh, we want folks that are hungry, yeah. who, um, who have a call to go after the, the least of these. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, how somebody's out there saying that's me. They're listening right now on the treadmill or while they're driving saying, I think that's me. How can they get in touch with you? Well, our website is uh, www.capchurches.org. Okay. That's our website, which has all of our contact information on it. That's www.capchurches.org. And uh, or they can certainly call us here at CAP. Our phone number is uh, area code 678 426 Two eight four zero. That's six seven eight four two six two eight four zero. Well, Reverend Wright, thanks so much for joining us today. This has been really good. I, I hope the people give you a, call. a process with a proven organization will change your life as a church planner. Yes, it will. I hope people give you a call. Hey, thanks for joining us today. It's my pleasure, Nathan. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Beyond the Call, brought to you by Start Church. If you have any questions about what you've heard today please give us a call at 844-641-5718 or visit our website at startchurch.com. We hope you'll join us for the next episode of Start Church Beyond the Call. Start Church has helped thousands of churches and ministries protect what God has given them to lead. Check out our website at startchurch.com or feel free to call at 844-641-5718. We would be honored to serve you.